right, welcome back to the final part of our podcast for Kent Your Own Risk, episode 40, with Kent, Kevin, and Chris. This is the part where we're just going to kind of shoot the shit and talk about what we've been doing for the last months, and to go over what we're going to be doing for our next podcast, Kent, go ahead and hit that off right off the bat. Well, as we all know, February is the month of love and romance and Valentine's Day, and to those people that don't have anybody... You're just sad and angry at the world. So, go with angry and romance. Let's do our favorite horror romantic couples. And I am not limiting this other than to say they have to be a romantic couple at one point or another. Um, And so I'm not saying, like, I spit on your grave, rapey, that does not count. There has to be some kind of actual mutual admiration at some point. It just doesn't have to be long-lasting. And it's just our favorite. It's not the best. I expect lots of random funny things. It's going to be lighthearted, and it's not going to be six hours. So That That is true. Yes. I'm I'm kind of excited just to see what you you guys come up with. I, I think it's going to be funny. I am going to try to stretch the limits this time. I, I'm just waiting for Kevin to come up with some batshit fucking weird thing that I've never heard of. He Kevin's going to have fucking five different people I've never even heard of. I'm just waiting for that I shit. I don't know. So I don't know. Like it, it's really going to be like I, I have to come up see the list that you come up with. It's really hard for me to come up with those things at first, so I kind of like gotta like set it in. Um, but maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, I think I think most of the th- ones that come, I couldn't even think of five. Honestly, I had to look up the conjuring, the the names that you oh, had yeah. there. Like I was like, I knew a couple of them, but I didn't know. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it'll be fun. So, um, and just to let everybody know, I'm going to refer to this as the Jack and Wendy podcast because they were my inspiration for this because I had just seen them together in Funko Pop form. And I was like, oh, that'd be a fun podcast. So there you go. That was my inspiration. So... Chris, I know this is like your favorite thing is to talk about what we've seen. Uh, I'm, I know there was a horror thing or two that I've seen since then besides these movies, but I, off the top oh, of my head. I have a I'm, quick question. Has anybody watched The Last of Us yet, and is it any good? Yes, I have. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I've watched the, uh, the first two episodes. I don't know if episode three is out. No, yes. This is today. I think it's Sundays. Anyways, it is good. It's I never played the games. I, Me neither. I, I mean, I, I I know what they're about, but you know, I've yeah. I've, I've never played them. Um, but yeah, so far the first two episodes are are really good. They're they're doing the thing where they need to do, where they're making you, giving you time to learn the characters and making you care about them before they're, you know, just throwing them into some kind of situation. apocalypse show. That's lovely. Yeah, I want. I want yeah. to see it. Uh, and and I will say this: like one of the, the 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 opening for the first episode takes place in like the seventies, you know, and they're 
they're doing like a TV show and they're talking to two doctors and you know one of them's talking about how like bacteria could end the world and then the other they go to the other guy and it's John Hanna from the Mummy you know <laughs> out of all things and uh, he's talking about he's like no it's it's fungus he's like you have there's nothing we can do there's no um, you can't make a uh, vaccine to combat fungus there's no medicine you could take he's like right now you know, um, cordyceps, shit like that will only control ants, but, you know, global warming, you change the temperature 10 degrees and change that much about a fungus habitat, and it, it could go from that to controlling humanity, you know, and changing, you know, the way all of us live forever. And, you know, it's fucking true. And you're like, you can see, like, the guy that wrote and directed Chernobyl behind it, you know, in the way that it's delivered, and it's just, it's fucking chilling when you think about it. I I need to interject really quick, just because I just discovered something that I think Kevin will find funny. So, Kevin, remember about a month ago, I was asked you about a handful of movies, like, if they were any good, and two of them was Judas and the Black Messiah and the Little Things? Yeah, Yeah, I just saw they're both just added to HBO. So two out of the three movies I asked oh, you nice. about were just added. Oh, that that's how it works. So, that's always how it works. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, outside of that, I watched Tulsa King on uh, Paramount, I think. And that was really good. I really enjoyed that season one. Uh, I finished His Dark Materials on HBO, and that was really close to the books, you know, surprisingly well done. But like, if you're going into that, expecting some kind of action or excitement, you might get a little bit, but I mean, it's, it's not the way the books are written either. So, I mean, I don't know why they tried to advertise season three with lots of shots of, um, fuck, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank now. Scottish guy who played professor X in the new X-Men. He was in a split. James McAvoy. Uh, James oh, McAvoy. James yeah. McAvoy, like, carrying around a fucking gun. And, you know, I don't know why that was, like, the fucking poster for season three. Um, I'm looking forward to Carnival Row season two when that comes out next month. Uh, and off the top of my head, I think, like... The first movie I might go see in the theater since Top Gun might be the D and D movie. I'm, I'm hoping that looks for that great. One. I saw the trailer for that in the theater, and I didn't great. know that it was going to be a D and D movie. But I was like, "This looks cool." And then it said Dungeons and Dragons, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah." So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah, it's all Mark. Knock on wood. What about you guys? Okay, um, so I haven't really watched, I'm really bad at TV shows right now, but me and my girlfriend had her anniversary last weekend, and her favorite show is Game of Thrones, so we're binge-watching Game of Thrones right now. Um, I've been watching Dark Side of the Ring uh, a little bit, the... Vice series, oh my god, it's like my oh, favorite thing good. right now. I'm on the third season i only got a couple episodes left um, um but i love like 
WWE documentaries and true crime, and it's like both of them in one. So I think a couple of the episodes. It's on Hulu right now. What's it on? It's yeah. It's uh, Dark Side okay. of the Ring. It's, oh, okay. it's it's so much fun. I mean, some of it isn't all true crime, but it's kind of done in that. It's it's really it's really cool. Um, there's some stuff I didn't. A lot of wrestlers I didn't know, and like different eras where. I wasn't following wrestling and they're not like WWE. So there's not like a lot of like, uh, documentaries and stuff about it. So like the new Jack one was, was one of my favorites. And, uh, Oh Dude, my new God. Jack was my favorite and, ECW guy. So he, it, I'll tell you something. Let me, let me tell you that everything I ever read about New Jack was that he was, like, a dick, right? So Craig and I went to an ECW show in Schenectady, and as we're waiting in line, all of a sudden we see New Jack coming from, like, a sub shop crosses the street, and he just starts chit-chatting to, like, like Craig, me, and, like, four other people. He was, like, the nicest dude in the freaking world, and yet, like, everything else you ever hear about him is really absolutely horrible. So... It's very weird. He was very like honest. I felt like you know he, uh, you know, he's like, well, I was doing a lot of coke, yeah, and uh, and I cut this dude up, and I threw this dude off of here, and <laughs> like it's a it's a crazy world. So I could see him being being nice. I mean, as long as and most of the things that you know, I'm not saying that. It was maybe called for for what he did, but I would say most of the times that he, you know, said that this person disrespected him in a way that, like, you know, wasn't cool for you know someone who's proved himself like him. So I don't know. That's, um, but I, I mean, Jim Cornette, like watching the match where he stabbed some dude nine times and just laughing, yeah, it's just it warmed my heart. Just, it just warmed my heart it was it was like made me not feel bad because i was like i think most of this is absolutely hilarious and awesome and uh yeah so so yeah that was that was definitely uh so i'm really enjoying that i made it to the luna vachon one uh yeah and my girlfriend who's not doesn't watch wrestling at all really is like really likes it too so that's always that's always cool um Outside of that, I watched all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies because I own them and I went through the collection and I did that like in a very short amount of time. And I've seen them all before, but I love going through directors like complete filmography um, because he has nine movies, you know, and I love you know, most of them. And then at that point when I have like seven or eight, I'll just buy the other one. So, um, yeah, that dude is probably one of my favorites and someone who I kind of grew up watching, you know, Boogie Nights came out when I was like 15. I think I might've saw that at your house, Chris, but, uh, I remember seeing it in the theater. Wally, uh, when I was working at the diner was like, this is your life story. You need to go see it. <laughs> I remember you saying that. Yeah, I, I saw it on. Yeah, so I remember you talking about it and Jay talking it, about it. 
it never it never came true. <laughs> I remember him saying that. Well, and um, yeah, and uh, and I guess uh, the only thing that I saw uh, the new movie that I saw yesterday was uh, Infinity Pool. You guys hear about that? Uh, no. It's uh, Brandon Cronenberg's new movie. I think his second film. He did Possessor. Have you guys seen that? It was like 2020. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I do know what Possessor is about. But I heard something about Infinity Pool on like um, something I was I was watching. But no, I hadn't, I hadn't uh, seen like a trailer or anything about yeah, it. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård and... Uh, Mia Goth of the X Pearl fame recently is in it. Um, and like they're the only, I think those are like the only two names, but it's like a, it's, it says it's horror sci fi. It's definitely a sci fi element to it, but it's more of like a vacation from hell. Uh, it got like some sort of comparison to White Lotus because White Lotus is super huge right now, but it, I mean, it's, a couple on vacation in this like resort town, but it's not like white Lotus at all outside of that. It's these people on vacation and the sci-fi element is the fact that like they go like they're in another country and there's an accident and there's a trial and the, the law is very strict where it calls for execution but the twist is that you can pay for basically a clone to pay the price for you. So it's just kind of like you go to another country and then they just try to take all of the money that they can from you. And, and in this way they like clone you and then watch you die. And then from there it's, it gets really, really wild. It's totally batshit. I loved it. It was, uh, I, I went because I, was hoping that it was going to be super crazy because Possessor was, though I don't really remember much about Possessor except for the fact that it was, you know, like batshit crazy and um, lots of like body horror elements and stuff uh, without, I would, wouldn't actually call it a body horror, but it is the, the son of David Cronenberg, but it's very like in the new, new kind of, you know, it's more of like a art, indie film but has horror elements to it it's kind of like lack of a better term but gotcha yeah so have you guys seen crime crimes of the future i have not by david cronenberg's last film it's more like i don't know that's called horror sci-fi this is definitely kind of like kind of fits the same bill as like lack for a better term, but yeah, that's it. I did remember, I did see something that I fucking forgot and I finally remembered. Um, I saw the menu finally. Actually, I have seen that. Yep. That was what I was going to start off with. Oh, cool. (laughs) Well then take it away, cat. (laughs) It's okay. No, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 please. I mean, uh, I just I remembered I'd seen it finally. Yeah, I was excited to see it cause the I, the commercial was intriguing enough, and I'm super intrigued to see if 
Anna Joy Taylor is going to become the next It Girl or not. I, I think she is, but I'm not sure. I think Either, she's already there. I really do. I I still I'm I can never remember who's the ch- what's the chick's name that plays fucking Harley Quinn. I still Margot Robbie. I still think Robbie. she's got the crown yeah. right now, but I think it's not going to last for much longer. With that being said, uh, she was okay in it. I I mean I just liked the idea. Like I didn't love the movie by any means, but. I liked John Leguizamo's role because it was actually a perfect role for John Leguizamo. Um, there was enough weird shit going on that I liked it uh, enough. I, did, I wasn't in love with it. I would never pay more than like five bucks for it. But it was a good one, maybe two-time watch for me. Uh, what's his face? Was it Ralph, Ralph Fiennes? Yep. Chris? Yeah. He he was fun uh, for, for the chef. Uh I don't know. I wanted it to be add like 10% more sadistic gore, violence, horror. Just 10% more. That was it. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it satisfied a certain need. How'd you feel about it? It was one of those movies that bothers me, you know, when it without, didn't scare me, wasn't grossed out, but like the I, the premise bothers me. You know, like the point when he's like, I'm surprised that none of you fucking tried harder to escape than any of you have. You're all just being meek and sitting here and just <laughs> taking it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's what bothered me about it. But I mean, you know, I I get the feeling that they wanted us to feel sympathy for for Ralph Fiennes, and I didn't. I felt more sympathy for his uh, drunk ass mom. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was great. You know, like I did love the line though, and he, when when fucking. John Leguizamo, and you're right, it was a perfect part for him. It's like, well, what about me? And he's like, the one day that I had off in three months, I went to go see the cinema, and what piece of shit did I see? But your fucking movie, that was goddamn horrible. I think, like, if you worked in the, you know, if you were a chef or worked in, like, the kitchen business, and maybe, like, even more, like, gourmet chef or whatever, like, you would have... Yeah, I mean, I've I've I worked in yeah. with food yeah, service before. Me too, and like, so I think maybe. But if you were like really into that shit, like, you would probably might have sympathy for Ralph Fiennes. But yeah, it was just a. I mean, the premise is ridiculous, but it was fun, and 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 the ending was ridiculous, which I, I liked. I wasn't like, you know, totally, you know, like it's not exactly what I was hoping for, I guess, or maybe not hoping for, but like, I was expecting it to be more of like, I think I was expecting a horror film called the menu that it was going to be like cannibalism. And there isn't that. And so it, I don't know. Not that like, I like that was like a prerequisite to enjoy it, but that I just had certain expectations to it. So it was more comedies and satire, I think, but Yeah, I mean Yeah. It was um I mean I, I like the performances. Yeah, I like the actors and actresses. Uh you know, I hadn't seen the um the Oriental uh aid since um the HBO Watchmen show. Lover. His trio? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, tree, tree. Yeah, 
but uh, she was really good in it. Um, I was laughing because you know one of the like the direct play D and D shows I watch on YouTube. The fucking chick who was with John Leguizamo in that was just on the one I finished watching as I was watching the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was. I heard a lot of people talking about it as like a contender for best of last year, and I wouldn't have put it up there. But Hell it was no. good. It was good. I mean, I didn't see anywhere near enough of the the horror movies that came out last year to to make a decision. But the few that I saw, I think what I would have said were better. But it was by no means bad. Yeah. Um. Gosh, most of the stuff I've watched is like relatively uh, not recent. I did see Black Adam. Uh, what did you guys think? Oh yeah, I, I watched that when it came out on HBO. Uh, like, I, I had fun with it. I, I was just super stoked that uh, Pierce Brosnan's name was Kent. Uh, that made me super excited. Uh, it's, it's an under underutilized name in movies, uh, so really happy with that. Uh, it's it's fine. I, I don't know. Like I, I'm excited to see where the franchise goes because it's probably the best thing I've seen in DC outside of anything Batman. Yeah. Nowhere. <laughs> no. You, you haven't been following the news from DC, I take it? Oh, no. What the hell's going on? Well, they, they hired James Gunn and his partner, business partner, Peter Safran, as the head of DC Studios now. Um, so they're going to basically be DC's Kevin Feige equivalent. Okay. And and they're basically rebooting everything. Oh. So, like, all of the DCEU that we've come to watch over the last ten years... Well, gone. even his Suicide Squad? Oh. Neat. Because he wrote and directed the... Yeah. Oh. Oh, I mean, yeah, all the Superman stuff, stuff and yeah, I mean, Henry Cavill is not going to be anymore. Yes, yeah, Henry Cavill is gone. Gal Gadot is gone. Uh, What's his? Jason Momoa is not going to be Aquaman, but they think he's going to play Lobo. Um, Supposedly, we're still getting season two of Peace Peacemaker. Wait, did you say Cavill's? I thought Cavill just qu- had to quit uh, the yeah, fucking like show on Netflix to be Superman. Yeah, yeah, they, they 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 had him in like September. They announced he was going to be coming back to replace Superman, and then in December they said nope, he's fired. So now he's going to be doing a Warhammer forty thousand something on Amazon. He signed a deal with them to do that shit. So Witcher yeah. is still fucked then. Yeah, yeah. Witcher like, still fucked. Yeah. Jeez. All right, that's that's wow. All right, I I didn't know that, but yeah. So I mean, that's that's been the and like because of that now, you know, James Gunn is is he's getting a lot of hate, getting like I don't yeah. want to say death threats, but he's just you know all sorts of negative negative press and a lot of hate, and I mean with good reason. Like I don't know, like if Marvel said today. Hey, we're we're gonna reboot the whole MCU. I don't know if I would be along for the ride. I mean, I've just spent from two thousand eight to twenty twenty three following along and you know caring about these superhero movies that they're putting out. Going to see most of them in the theater, buying most of them when they come out on DVD. I don't want to see all that shit completely rebooted. Rebooted. Same thing. I mean, like, 
Man of Steel, I think, came out in 2014, so that's only nine years. But you're asking me to just, like, disregard a decade of the fucking past work you put out so you can put out something new? In addition, you're going to still keep going forward with the Joker, which is going to be separate from the Batman, which is going to be separate from whatever DCEU version gets put out. You know, you just canceled Titans and Doom Patrol, two of the shows I watched on HBO. Uh, so I don't know. We'll oh, see. Oh, that's why Doom Patrol got canceled. I didn't. I just saw that it was done. I didn't know anything more about it. That makes sense. Well, supposedly. Like the the newest information I've seen is like people being like, "Great fucking cancel Doom Patrol and Titans." James Gunn was the fuck, and he was like, "The decision was made to cancel it before I got hired. That's why they at least had this season to go out as the final season, rather than you know leaving gotcha. you with a with a, a cliffhanger at the end." Fair enough. But I mean, <laughs> so so I mean, it's like the the there was a big debate over whether, you know, like, uh, The Rock, you know, burned the bridges himself by trying to kind of oust, like, the previous people in the company, and I don't know. It's more than yeah. I, I care to follow. But the the long story short is we're probably not seeing Black Adam 2 ever. Okay. And they set it up on for him to be, to for Superman to come back. So it's just kind of, yeah. I don't know what we got Aquaman 2 there's the Flash movie I think and then the new Shazam movie. movie yeah that yeah. one's the first one and um okay and I guess it's just I mean if they do it right the Flash is going to be the right point to do it because if they do the Flashpoint story that was a reset of the whole universe that was how they got in from from the yeah. old shit into the new 52 yeah. so I mean it could work okay well, good to know, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, uh, I just got caught up on the n- latest season of America's Got Talent All-Stars. I hadn't watched it in like five years, so I was like, ah, I'll get back to it. And the first episode, I was kind of into it. And there's only been four episodes. And then like, they have like these... They're not, like, doing judging and, like, voting like usual. They have, like, super fans that get their special feed and their vote counts. And they're just putting through, like, way too many singing acts. And for a talent show, I just get sick of singing <clears throat> singing acts. That's all. I, I really just... It bores I, me. I watch a lot of AGT with my wife, and... There there are definitely people on there who deserve to be passed on for their singing, but a lot of people get passed on and they're not good. Or they're you know you're you're putting them up over like fucking one of a kind world acts. You know, that the, you'll never the fact see anywhere. That Terry else. Terry Fader didn't get past the first round is just insane to me. So whatever. I, I'm I after four episodes I'm like all right, it'll be another five years maybe before I go back. I, I don't even know if I'll go back, if he'll even exist in five years. I, whatever. So, I was bitter, and I'm still bitter. Uh, I rewatched The Lost Boys, and I only bring this up because I want to ask both you guys a simple question. If I said to you, who was meant to be the main star... Of the Fish Lost Patrick. Boys, who would you say? Uh, 
Who was meant to be like, the main star? Yeah. I would say meant to be would probably be Kiefer, but, you know, who is the main star is Jason Patrick. See, like, I've asked this question, and I've gotten, you know, the, those two and Corey Haim, and I don't, I'm not saying anybody's wrong at all. I, I'm just, the fact that I've gotten oh, so many different responses tells me it's a decent question. That's all. I, I'm, I'm on the Jason Patrick uh, thought process myself, but uh movie still fucking holds up. Uh, I finally got through all of Fear of the Walking Dead leading up to the final season because thankfully they're putting the fans out of their misery. Uh, arguably the worst fucking show currently happening right now. So uh, I don't want to get too in-depth, but I will say this. Imagine a show lasting for seven seasons and three separate occasions they use the same thing of a character's child dying and then the following episode the parent getting there, you know, like one episode too late just to see their child dead. Doing that three separate times over the course of seven seasons. Like, that's horrible storytelling. Like, that's a genuine lack of ideal ideas. It's just absolutely annoying. So I'm glad it's ending. It should already have been ended, but thankfully it's coming to its end. Uh, it will not be missed. I think I'm on five. And that's seven? So maybe I'm on four. But no, Season I think six is fucking wacky, dude. So. I'll, I'll, that's the best I can tell you. Is it's fucking wacky, and season seven gets wackier. Uh, so... Uh, they're doing a 12 episode 8 and they're doing an 8 um, uh, okay yeah, yeah. I, I, it's taking me forever to get through it I want to do World Beyond next because there's only two seasons so that shouldn't be too bad um, I rewatched Devil the M. Night movie in the elevator still holds up surprisingly well for me still enjoyable uh, recently rewatched Nope Still held up surprisingly well, uh, believe it or not, for me. Rewatched? Uh, didn't Nope just come out like a couple months ago? Yeah, but I had a couple friends over and they'd never seen it. And I was kind of curious to, you know, get their take on it. You know, just, I'm always curious to see what other people think of stuff that I truly get a kick out of. Um, and they both seem to enjoy it. Um, so that was cool. And... I bought Saint Maud and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm hoping it's going to be fun. Like I, I have a, like a list right now of things I either just got recently or are just released, like on Peacock. Like I'm seeing Violent Night and Sick are both on Peacock. Uh, the new Night Court, um, Be- Woo, becoming Ric Flair documentary, which I've heard good things about. Um, I purchased Pennywise, the story of it, which is about the original version of it. Uh, that's probably going to be a terrible documentary, but I got it cheap. Uh, I purchased the uncut version of Friday the 13th, the original movie. I've heard good things, so I'm kind of curious to see. It's definitely not going to be worth the money that I paid, but eh, I'm just curious to see what the additions are. Um and then I had Zack Snyder's Justice League on my list, and now I'm not even sure if there's a point in me watching that. Uh, oh, it's pretty good. 
Oh, it's pretty good, I mean, though. Is there a point still to watching it, would you say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, which one? I think so. I don't know. What uh, about you, Zack Chris? Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. It was... Like, let's put it like this. I didn't mind Justice League. Like, I know a lot of people shed all over it. I would get it about, you know, like a 65 or 70. It was... It was okay. It was very Whedon-ish. Um... But Zack Snyder's Justice League, if they that had been the one that released in the theaters, that would have been, you know, like a 90, 9 out of 10. Fucking, uh-huh. um, yeah. even though it's four hours long, it was fucking worth watching. Okay. Yeah, it's massive. It's one of my, like, favorite. I mean, I think I like it more. I, I like it more than Endgame. And I like Endgame a lot, but for like really long superhero movies, um, with what lots do I of need to watch prior to it? Good. Like I, I'm, I'm not sure. Thing. I haven't watched Aquaman. Is there just the one right? Aquaman takes place after. Okay, yeah, so Aquaman. what do I actually need to see? If you want to watch the ones, yeah, I would say before it. Uh, John of yeah, Justice. I mean, um, Man of Steel. And Batman versus Superman, preferably the director's cut, if you can find it. Yes, because I will not watch the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely the director's cut. And Just those two. Maybe Wonder. Did Wonder Woman come out? For, I think Wonder Woman came out before it. Okay. But. You probably get by yeah, without but watching I think Wonder Woman. You could probably just watch Donna. At, at minimum, you could okay. do Donna Justice. I've seen but, Man of Steel. All right. All right. Because yeah, I mean, Man of Steel really is just the same. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I'm really hoping somebody starts streaming Pearl soon. I don't. I haven't looked recently, but I really want to see Pearl, and I haven't. Oh, and I also kind of want to see Poker Face. That was the other thing on uh, Peacock that intrigues me. But the other last thing I, I want to mention is that I recently got a late Christmas gift, and it is a very nicely made mask of Art the Clown. With a hat. Do you do you get, do you put it on? I, I do, but when I take it off, it practically rips my damn ears off. Like, so it's basically like Cloan? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you don't have to worry about, you know, putting on a wig and then having the hair fuse into yours. Right. Yeah. I don't want any hair. All right. So we're caught up on what we've been watching. Okay. So, Kent, let me ask you, where where are you at in on Evil Within? How are you you looking on that? I'm at that stage where the bad guys are out there and I'm trying to beat the bad guys to progress to the next stage. Okay, that's... Anyways, the the whole reason I wanted you to play this game, Kent, is because when you finally know what's going on within it, the premise can be described as this. It's inception into the mind of Jigsaw, who realizes what's going on and gains the power of Freddy Krueger. Okay. I'm trying to take all that in, but okay. It's interesting. Yeah, like, you find out more about the background in the, in the sequel, but the idea was to create a mental space um, 
I forgot what the hell the the technology's term is, but um, where like people can connect mind to mind directly, and so like say you're working on a problem like world hunger, you can bring all the greatest scientists together, put them into the space, let them speak mind to mind, and work out ideas you know at the speed of thought rather than having to sit around in reality and you know go through all of the the actual emotions of thinking eating sleeping speaking same thing you know you could put artists together and have them create great works of art uh and then of course you know the it's a corporation making this so you know what what can we do to you know make money off of this Anyways, one of the people who was originally creating it, uh, working on creating it, was basically a fucked up serial killer. And, uh, you know, they use his work to help create this thing, and then they decide that they're going to use his mind without realizing that he's a serial killer, but realizing that he's somebody that they don't give a fuck about, he's probably going to fuck over the company, to run as the, basically the battery that's going to power this original one that they're using. Only he is mentally strong enough to take control over the whole space. And so everybody who gets hooked in now is subject to this guy, lording it over them like a Freddy Krueger type uh, person. Only people don't realize necessarily that they're in a mental construct. So, you know, thinking you're in real life and having somebody with like, Freddy's power to manipulate the environment, throw you from, you know, like at the beginning, you're in that mental hospital where the guy's chasing you with a chainsaw to the next stage, you're out in the middle of the woods and people with barbed wire in their head are fucking running around chasing you like the Ganados from Resident Evil 4. Yes. Uh, and as you go further in, you know, it bounces around and, um, you know, there's like a stage where you're locked into a room with this guy whose head is a uh, safe, like a actual safe, you know, that you would twist with the um, tumblers and stuff to open up. And yeah. uh, he carries like a giant hammer and he tries to beat it with you. And, you know, you, you run around as this room is slowly filling up with poison, trying to open up doors and lock doors and like he'll rip his own head off and then pop out of a new safe near you to, to continue the chase. But, uh, I mean, the the whole premise was what interests me about it once I finally figured out what was going on. And then, you know, one of the things I wanted to get into, but we're not even going to worry about that now, is the way that gameplay evolved and the way that, like, horror games would use gameplay. That's something that we can get into later. Um, you know, future podcasts down the line. Like, I've I've heard them say that one of the reasons, like, the original Resident Evil had those like stiff tank controls mm. was because they wanted it to feel like a detriment to you to make you have to fight the control at the same time that you were worried about fighting the zombies and the Doberans and all of that shit. Well, this game, you know, you start off like that. You're, you're weak. You don't have any upgrades. You're using the very, very basis of, um, basic versions of weapons and stuff. And, um, you know, there's there's like one scene where your guy, your buddy who's traveling with you loses his glasses, and you're getting chased by like this giant wolf that's head splits open sideways instead of up and down, and um, 
you know, you have to have him distract the wolf while you sneak through the, the bushes in order to get over to where his glasses are. Uh, I didn't even realize you could fucking kill the wolf in that thing, but going through and playing the second time, you know, when I'm playing with my upgraded weapons and shit, I'm yeah. like, fuck it, why am I going to run from this dude? And I go out there and I kill him in like three shotgun blasts. And I realized that, you know, like, the first time playing through, you know, you're you're getting a much more horrific experience, you know, where you're having to use stealth and, you know, every single bullet is important. And then, you know, the longer you play and the more you upgrade your dude, you know, it's more of an empowering thing and it becomes less of a horror game and more of a, just an action one. But there were some really interesting set pieces in there that I hope eventually you'll see. But again, the whole reason that I wanted you to play it was because, like, that whole premise is so absurd. I wanted to get your take on it. Gotcha. I will get to it. I will. <laughs> I'll hold my breath. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I will recommend the quarry as well. I. How does that compare it, to um, the one they did before that? Uh, I think it's the same company that did Until Dawn. Yes. I never p- finished until dawn. I had a good time. This seems better and it has more options. So like if you me and Kevin were playing, we could play with a mode where who whatever choice gets the majority is the choice that the game follows. And it, it makes it more fun to play with people. So I've been playing with Eric and Carrie. Uh and we've had a good time. I I've been in control of the character and I'm not finding any of the clues or tarot cards. I'm just fucking dropping the ball big time. Uh but it's fun. It, I don't know if it's going to be as fun as like the uh, fucking the Man of Medan, Little Hope, those games with that Larry Fessenden is working on. There's that name again, Kevin. Have, have you played through all of those? Just Man of Medan. Uh, had a great time though with it. Uh, I'm just waiting for it to get cheaper. They are doing a season two, so I imagine season one will be on sale for like 40 before by summertime. So, uh, I'm holding out on that and dead Island two is coming out in February as far as I know. And then we're getting the Resident Evil four remake, which I don't need, but I'll probably still get it. And then we get Diablo 4 in June. So, lots of good video game options. Hopefully. Sweet. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we've talked enough. Uh, Kevin's probably falling asleep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually looking up. It's Larry Fessenden. Yes. Uh, F-E-S-S-E-N-D. The first thing that I remember seeing him in was, I don't know if you saw it, but We Are Still Here. Yeah, that and You're Next. Um, and what's that awesome anthology one that I, I love? Um, shit, he, he's just the voice on the radio. Um, shit, do you know what uh, Was that um, Southbound? Yeah, Southbound. Yeah. He's also, he's in Stakeland. I didn't... I haven't watched Stakeland in a while. He's in House... Oh, he's a producer for House of the Devil. I think he's also in it, though, briefly. Um, if he was, I don't remember who he was in it. I feel like there's, like, a pizza delivery guy or something. Like, that brief of a type scene, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, but I could be off on that. But either way, We Are Still Here is probably one of his better performances. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just I, I love the guy, and I hope that he does more stuff. And I am not seeing him for House of the Devil, so Kent is wrong, as is tradition. Yeah, I've I know him from. I mean, I don't know if I like know know him, uh, but he's in Cabin Fever two. But this is like way down the list. But he's in a couple Kelly Reichardt films, which kind of doesn't line up with all of the horror films that I see, the majority of. But uh, certain women and Wendy and Lucy, which are great movies. Pod was okay. Uh, Darling was good. Rampage Park was eh. Um, gosh, I, I Jug Face. I really like Jug Face. I don't know if either of you ever saw that, but I enjoyed that. Uh, we are what we are was okay. Uh, I don't know. I spent a lot of time trying to find out find as many of his movies. Hypothermia. If you can see it, that was filmed right on Sacandaga Lake. With Michael Rucker. So, oh. Yeah. So two things I know and like. <laughs> yeah. Um wait you should it's possibly on it's still streaming somewhere for free, Kevin. I would recommend it and get a laugh out of the uh quote unquote monster. You'll 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 laugh. So Alright. Alright guys, again we'll be back in February with our hopefully top five, but Kent will probably make it top sixty-three uh favorite uh, horror couples. And uh, I really hope you appreciate the uh this month's podcast. I know it's one that Kent's been waiting to do a long time and I'm glad we did it. So uh this is the end of episode forty of Kent Hurt Your Own Risk with our Nightmare on Elm Street franchise analysis. Have a good one. See ya. Good night. Good night.